Hello and welcome to the Dunkel Index Podcast. I'm Ben Dunkel and here with me is another guy who's trying to convert his salary to Bitcoin. It's my dad, Bob Dunkel. Yeah, that's my uh, pledge for 2021 is to learn how to move all my money over to Bitcoin. Um, so the last podcast of 2020, hard to believe. Yes, I know. Yeah, we should start talking about our, our resolutions, I guess. Uh, I guess I could say the year has flown by, but I don't know. We've been locked up since March, so I don't know if it's quite flown by. But uh, I think most people are ready to put 2020 in the rear view mirror. So, yeah, our final podcast of the year. And it's a great time of year, right? We've got the overlap of uh, multiple sports. So uh, get a chance to look at basketball and football this week. Yeah, and um, we can finally put the Eagles in the rearview mirror. <laughs> um, don't have to care about them at all anymore. So that'll be nice. Yeah, uh, we were feeling too good there when Deshaun caught the TD pass. It's like, oh, my God, even Deshaun's getting into the swing of things here. Um, jump out big on, on Dallas. Two touchdowns in the first two drives. But I don't know. It just never came together. Um kind of felt like we were playing a little bit on borrowed time with with Hertz that uh, he w- he was bound to come back down to earth and you know I even if we had won that game and ended up winning the NFC East how much is that worth in 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 this year so I'm, I'm just as happy to be out of it although we the Eagles still have a chance to play spoiler this week against the Washington football team which you know more disastrous than the Eagles was was what happened to the football team with um, Alex Smith going down, Dwayne Haskins having off-field issues, stripped him of his captaincy, ended up playing him at quarterback because Smith wasn't available. He lays an egg and is now an ex-Washington football teamer. So what, what a turbulent week it's been for the former Redskins. Yeah, crazy, but it does make you feel a little bit better about where the Eagles are, I guess. So there's that. We do have a wealth of, of QBs. I don't know what the Eagles are going to do in the offseason here because I think Wentz has made it pretty clear. He does not want to play the role of backup. And, you know, what what hurts are you going to get going forward? The one that looks so good in the first two games or, or the one that we saw on Sunday? Hard to say. Tough decisions for the Eagles, no doubt, in, in this offseason. But, yes, the offseason is coming up, but i got a couple juicy matchups with major playoff implications this week. But I guess we're going to yeah. start off uh, NBA first. Yep, yep. Still a couple playoff matchups in the air, and like you said, we've got the mix. So we'll go ahead and get started um, with tonight's. NBA schedule and the first game we'll look at is the Milwaukee Bucks at the Miami Heat. Milwaukee is one and two so far this year and uh, the Heat one and one. Uh, They'll be at home tonight and the line is set at Milwaukee by five and a half right now. What do you see there? Yeah one and two probably not what Giannis envisioned when he signed that long-term extension but Obviously, still still early. The um, <laughs> one on Sunday was a clunker uh, against uh, the Knicks, who looked really bad uh, in their first two losses, especially on the offensive end. But 
they lit it up against Milwaukee's defense, shot 54% from the field. Um, so Milwaukee loses by 20 to the Knicks. Not a good game to be coming off of. It's their old rival, too, from last year's bubble playoffs, where the Heat uh, beat Milwaukee in, in five games, um, ended Milwaukee's postseason prematurely for the second straight year after having the best record in the NBA. So a little deja vu maybe tonight uh, going into Miami here. Um, you know, the, the, the Heat one and one good win, though, on Christmas Day uh, without Jimmy Butler playing in the second half. He had sh- sprained his ankle, but got some great play out of Goran Dragic. Duncan Robinson continues to light it up from the outside. Tyler Hero's been a little slow out of the gate, but Bam looks just as dominant down low as as he looked uh, in the bubble last year. So with the Bucks coming into this one just 4-11 against the spread in their last 15 road games, Budenholzer's team has definitely struggled on the road. And the Heat are 7-2 against the spread in their last nine uh, at home against the Bucks. Can't see Milwaukee uh, covering the five on this one, much less winning this one straight up. Dunkel's going to call for a straight-up upset on this one. We're going to take the heat uh, to win outright and certainly take Miami in the points to start off the back-to-back doubleheader of TNT games that we're going to look at. All right. Yeah, so let's go ahead and move on to the second NBA game, and that is the New Orleans Pelicans at the Phoenix Suns. Both teams have started the year 2-1 and one, and I think uh, have looked pretty good so far. Uh, line is Phoenix by 2.5 at home. What do you think about that? Yeah, well, the first game is a matchup of perennial contenders in the East. The second game, to me, is more fun. It's two up-and-comers in the West. Um, Neither has made the playoffs in a while. New Orleans did have a a run there with AD. So they've certainly been there more recently. Uh, The Suns, it's been since the 09-10 season since they've made the playoffs. So uh, this is a welcome return to the mix for Phoenix. As you said, they're 2-1, and looking pretty good out of the gate. Their new addition, Chris Paul, seems to have fit in very well. Devin Booker's averaging over 20 points a game. Uh, Mikhail Bridges uh, has actually developed in, into a, a nice uh, asset for, for Phoenix. So definitely like the Suns uh, and where they're at right now. But in this one, we're actually going to back the Pelicans on the road. Brandon Ingram's been red hot out of the gate. He was Western Conference Player of uh, the Week. Uh, and the Pels are 6-1 and one in their last seven uh, against Phoenix, uh, against the spread. And the Suns just three and nine against the spread in their last 12 home games. So on this one, we're going to back Zion and Brandon Ingram to come into Valley of the Sun and come away with the victory here. We're going to go New Orleans plus the points and actually calling for a straight up upset on this one as well. All right. I'm interested. Uh, these teams are kind of known as pretty fast-paced teams, and I'm looking at the over-under. Only 222. Uh, does that seem low to you, or what do you think? We uh, definitely look at that number as being low. Uh, the Pelicans have been very defensive-minded. In fact, have gone under in six of their last seven games. But in this matchup, uh, the over has definitely been the play. In fact, the over is 5-0 and 
now in the last five meetings between these two teams, 4-0 in the last four in Phoenix. So we're with you. Uh, that number looks too low for these two teams. Uh, we've got this total closer to the 230 range. So we are going to definitely uh, go with the over on that one. Cool. All right. And uh, for the last game uh, on tonight's schedule that we're going to talk about, actually, this one, I think, tips off first, but we'll cover it last. Uh, the 0-2 Toronto Raptors at the 2-1 Philadelphia 76ers. Um, JoJo, I think, is maybe questionable right now. Uh, Furkan listed as out, but the line is Sixers by 1.5. What do you think? Yeah, without Embiid... Um... A little bit of last year's look to the Sixers in their loss to Cleveland. Philly was just 11 and 10 without Embiid, so barely over 500. And the turnover bug returned. That's pretty much what cost Brett Brown his job. Um, They had 21 turnovers against Cleveland, I think six by Simmons alone. So that was a bad loss to to the Cavaliers, even without Embiid in the lineup. went down by over 20, 118 to 94. Raptors, though, yet to find a win. Haven't been 0-2 in their last, or I should say two games under 500 in the last seven years. So that's a little scary coming into this one because uh, while Toronto did lose some some parts from last year's playoff team, uh, including Marcus Gasol and Serge Ibaka, uh, they've still got the core especially with Kyle Lowry and Fred Van Vliet. So uh, Dunkel likes Toronto in this one, certainly getting the two, two and a half points. Raptors are nine and three against the spread in their last 12 games uh, as an underdog. So as much as uh, I'd like to see Philadelphia come back with a, a nice bounce back win against Cleveland, Toronto does not look like the matchup to favor in that one. Uh, Third of three games tonight. We're calling for straight-up upsets here. So uh, we're going to certainly take Toronto in the points and Toronto to to win this one straight up. Wow. Uh, do you know the other big stat that's at play in this game? Do tell. Sixers haven't lost a home game in over 365 calendar days. <laughs> They haven't yeah. lost at the Wells Fargo Center since, like, last December. Uh, they definitely have enjoyed the home cooking, even under Brett Brown. That was part of the problem as well, right? Couldn't win on the road. Did get that monkey off their back with a nice win against the Knicks. But uh, just too much uh, of Toronto digging themselves out of a hole here. I do not like the Raptors in search of their first win of the season. Philly coming off of that bad loss, um, Embiid being questionable, just looks like the perfect storm here tonight to snap that uh, that home winning streak. Mm-hmm. And I'm again glancing down here at the over under, uh, and maybe I'll have to look this up. It's set at two seventeen. That seems high to me. Now, actually, we look at that number as as a little low. The over's gone. Um, the over is hit, I should say, in nine of the last uh, 14 games between these two teams. And Philly's gone over in 17 of its last 25 home games. So hmm. looking at the over on this one, um, as well as a Raptors victory. Okay. 
All right. Maybe they set it so low. I, there's all these strategies Vegas uses where they try and I, I heard somebody talking about this with the, um, the Lakers last night where, you know, if you really believed in the Lakers, that line should have been like six or seven. So the fact that it was set at like three, three and a half showed Vegas didn't have any faith in the Lakers and were begging people to bet on them. Oh, okay. I, yeah. Yeah. No, I, I hear you on that. What, uh, what's jumping out at you so far? Got what? Three games in for most teams now. Any storylines that you're following? Um, I don't know about storylines, um, but I, I think the Hawks uh, look kind of surprisingly good. Um, I know the Wizards record doesn't reflect it yet, but I think the Wizards look uh, pretty solid so far. Uh, Scott Brooks had a, a great quote the other day. He was like, you know, if it was a three-game season, yes, we'd be really disappointed. But we've got like 60-something more games to go, so let's mm-hmm. focus on those. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think the Wiz get off the schneid tonight. They've got the Bulls at home. Dunkel is backing the Wiz. Um, I agree with oh, you. Bulls, I, Bulls might be the worst team in the league, I think. Yeah, Bulls may be the worst team. Um, I can't say that about the Knicks now after beating Milwaukee by 20. I think Detroit's probably down there as well right now. But I think when Westbrook and Beal gel and Bertans starts to get into the flow a little bit, I, I think Washington's going to be heard from. You know, pleasant surprise in these has been Orlando. Uh mm-hmm. Really like how, as much as it pains me as a Sixer fan, to, to see Markel Fultz develop. Um, he's looked very, very good at the point. And Terrence Ross just quietly comes off the bench and scores buckets, and a la Lou Williams, um, and had done that in back-to-back wins uh, over the Wizards. So I think Orlando's been, been a nice, uh, nice, pleasant surprise. How about the Clips losing by 50 the other day? Oh, yes, a, a historic loss um, uh, without Kawhi Leonard. But um, still, I mean, they just they didn't come out with anything in that game. They were down uh, like 30 or 40 in the second quarter. Uh, it was 50 at the half, uh, largest yeah. halftime deficit in the history of the NBA. Uh, and they were facing an 0-2 Mavs team that was desperate, uh, very similar to ter- tonight's Toronto-Philadelphia game. So, I, I hope Philadelphia is it down by 50 at, at the half. But, um, yeah, you know, Clippers fans, uh, even though probably an aberration with Kawhi out, uh, had to look at that and wonder, oh, my gosh, are we reverting back to the end of last season? So uh, still some uncertainty there in L.A. Um you know, I'd say the Bucks being one and two probably uh, didn't see that coming. Boston has struggled out of the gate. Uh, we expected that a little bit more uh, with the absence of Kemba from the starting lineup. So, yeah, I think there's there's definitely some uncertainty right now with some of the, the, the top teams. Um, and they haven't looked all that good uh, at the start here. So we'll have to see how they adjust uh, this week. Yeah, it's it's early, you know. Cleveland three and zero. The the process Sixers started off three and zero seven or eight seasons ago. Uh, after remember they beat the Heat in that first game, so yeah. it happens. It's early. 
Yeah, and I'm not ready to put Cleveland in the playoffs, but I will say between Darius Garland and Colin Sexton, uh, they've got a nice young backcourt there. And a double-double machine. You know, we forget about Andre Drummond. Um, You know, he was a beast in Detroit, but Detroit was going nowhere. And so you just kind of lost track of him. And now he's in Cleveland, and he's just a double-double machine. So, uh, you know, Cleveland's got some talent there. Um, And while I think, yeah, they'll probably revert back to form, you can't take them lightly right now. I think we saw why uh, why Dwight's getting that veteran minimum now. I mean, yeah, Drummond just pushed him around. And Embiid usually, uh, you know, dominates Drummond pretty hard. So it was really surprising to see Dwight uh, pushed around like, like a small forward. I mean, that guy used to be the dominant center. I agree. But, yeah, Dwight's definitely older. I, I like the addition in Philly. I think what happened to him last year in LA, I think revitalized his career. He seems to be playing with a lot of energy, uh, has no problem coming off the bench, uh, has embraced that role. So I agree with you that, uh, that Drummond pushed him around, but I, I think the addition of Howard uh, long-term is a big plus for, for Philadelphia. And I think just highlights that, you know, Drummond is still a force in this league. So, can't take can't take the Cavaliers lightly right now. Probably can take Golden State lightly. I boy, I thought Curry's return would spark them, even with the absence of Clay. But I think they're uh, they're going to struggle all year. I know Steve Kerr is saying this is not the team that you're going to see later in the year, but hard to see a ton of upside there. I guess <laughs> they do get Draymond back, and that that'll be a key. They will get Draymond back, but yeah, anytime um, losing Marquise Chris is like really critical to your team, you know you're in a bad place. <laughs> I agree, and as we talked about in our uh, NBA preview, I mean the Western Conference is just getting deeper. Uh, you know, with uh, uh, with Sacramento looking much improved, Phoenix obviously improved, New Orleans improved, I and mean, we got a great matchup of two two teams that are now in the mix in the West. So. You know, bad time for Golden State uh, to be struggling because the West is is deeper than ever. Uh, maybe the only team to drop out of the playoff contention is Oklahoma City, and they are going through the rebuilding phase right now. So uh, hard to see Golden State turning this thing around this year. Yeah, I mean, I think the only hopes um, is figuring out just some kind of offense that almost entirely revolves around Curry and three-point shots. Um, I mean, as a two-time MVP, you kind of expect him to be able to get a team to the playoffs, uh, but we'll see just how far that individual skill can take them. Well, you you talked about Trey Young in Atlanta and how he's got the Hawks going right now, and I I think that's where Curry was five, six years ago. Um, You know, I, I, I agree. I think if this was Steph Curry from the past, I think you could still have hope that he could get so hot he could carry Golden State. But this Steph Curry coming off of a injury last year that limited him to five games. He's older now. Um, I, I don't want to be the doubter, but I am doubting uh, his ability to be able to, uh, to carry this team to the postseason in a very, very deep conference. I mean, I know he's still a difference maker and an all-star on the court, but I just, again, it's more – uh, the fact that the West just looks deeper than ever. Uh, hard to see Golden State 
really finding its way into this postseason. Mm-hmm. You know, da- yeah, unless- Dallas. I mean, Dallas is one and two with Luca. I mean, they're certainly going to start to turn it around. Portland's one and two, but big win last night against the Lakers. I mean, those are teams that you know have started tough out of the gate, but you you see them turning around. Um, you know, Golden State. It just I just don't see it. Mm-hmm. Well, there is the pot, uh, possibility of that Harden trade still out there, and um, I don't know. Maybe Golden State can figure out a way to land him. I don't. I know Harden's still out there. I saw Maury got fined for tampering with some some tweet. I I know he's putting up points. I I just wouldn't touch him, given all the stuff that's been going on and. It's leaving Houston with a very bad taste. I, I mean, he just showed up. He showed up in that first game and just had forty-four. Um, so I don't. It I doesn't know, seem I, to affect the play. I know you got him on the fantasy team, but no, it doesn't affect the t uh, the play. He's putting up points in bunches, but the Rockets are zero two as well. Now I know they're playing without Wall and, and Cousins. Uh, and those are two pretty big losses. Um, so maybe they'll get straightened out, but I don't know. It just doesn't feel good right now. So I'm hoping the Sixers can, can avoid the temptation of going down that road. Oh yeah. No, I, I think the Sixers are out, but that's, that's just my personal feeling. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, yes, clearly we are very excited about, the start of the NBA season. Um, but yeah, should we go ahead and move on to the final week of the NFL regular season? Final week of the regular season. We've made it. Uh, yeah. And boy, I, I don't think the NFL could tee up any better final week than they've got here with <laughs> all these playoff implications on the line. Well, last time I'll mention Philly, I swear, but they flexed the Eagles to like 830 to play up this NFC East drama. It's just the worst possible thing they could do. <laughs> I'm with you. After last week making Dallas Philly the game of the week, I, I was like, really? I know the NFC East is competitive, but it is not good football. And, yeah, once again, you know, they're going to try to make this out like it's a playoff caliber game. And, oh, it, it's a stinker. It's a stinker. Yeah. Um, and spoiler alert, we're taking the Redskins. I should say taking the football team. Boy, I wasn't the only. I think Brian Billick. I was listening to him the other day, and he 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 uh, accidentally said Redskins. So old habits do die hard. But uh, yeah, taking the football team on on that one, um, even with uh, what's his name, Ty, Taylor Henneke? Is that how you Something pronounce like it? That. Yeah. <laughs> Quarterback. Out of, uh, he's out of a little uh, little school around there, isn't he? I think he's – is he out of James Madison? Yeah, I want to say I heard it was like JMU or William & Mary, one of those. Yeah, yeah, he is from a, a Virginia school. So, yes, he will be playing quarterback for the football team, uh, but uh, the defense probably will prevail, keep it a low-scoring game, and see the football team actually winning that game. So, uh, and who – if Dallas if, – if the football team wins, they're in. Um, right. Yes. Even if, they'd have even to if lose Dallas both. wins, yeah, they'd have to yeah. lose that game. So we are going to back the football team on that one, but that is not one of our top five. That's for sure. No, no, 
No. Uh, so, yes, yeah, starting with our number five team, the Green Bay Packers are at the Chicago Bears this weekend. Packers are 12 and three on the season, eight and six against the spread. While the Bears are eight and seven overall and eight and seven against the spread. Line here is Packers by five and a half right now. What do you think? Love this matchup. I mean, this is the classic of all classics between the Bears and the Packers. Actually has a lot riding on it. Packers still have a shot at the number one seed in the NFC, so a lot to play for. Bears have snuck back in to the playoff picture. Uh, they're now in. Win, win locks them in. Um, you know, Mitchell Trubisky has come back from the dead. Uh, I think you have to question Matt Nagy's decision early on to bench Trubisky and in favor of Nick Foles. Um, doesn't look like it's going to cost him, but boy, they, they came close, uh, have come close to, to, to missing the playoffs. If they lose this, they could be out. You just think if they had stuck with Trubisky, he may have been able to work it out and uh, they wouldn't be on the edge like they are right now. But Trubisky has gotten hot at the right time. David Montgomery has been a beast at running back. And they've won three straight, uh, have topped the 30-point mark, four straight games. I mean, seven, eight weeks ago, I mean, watching Chicago's offense was like watching paint dry, uh, you know, just topping 15 points seemed like a mountain too high to climb. And now they're topping 30 in, in four straight. So major turnaround there. Packers have won five straight. Uh, they pounded Tennessee at home in the snow on Sunday night. But on this one, we actually are going to back the Bears. Uh, Chicago is actually 14-5-1 against the spread in their last 20 as a home underdog. So with Vegas making Green Bay a five, five-and-a-half-point favorite, that looks like a juicy play for uh, the Chicago Bears. Dunkel's actually calling for a straight-up upset here. Seems to be a trend between the NBA and the NFL right now on these straight-up upset calls. But we are going to take Chicago and the points for sure on this one. Yeah, besides uh, Washington football team, I've learned recently that WTF can mean wrong team favored. So we've got a couple <laughs> of those. Actually, I had a good week last week for, uh, for Dunkel on the NFL. Went 4-1. Uh, on our top five and had a winning week overall. So looking to keep that string alive this week in the final for the regular season. Yeah. All right. Uh, so moving on to our number four team, a team that has fallen considerably in the last month, uh, Pittsburgh Steelers. They're 12 and three overall on the season, nine and six against the spread. And they're at Cleveland facing the Browns, who are 10 and 5 overall this year, 6 and 9 against the spread, and I believe still have a shot to get into the playoffs if they win this weekend. Uh, so, line is at Browns by 7.5 at home. What do you think? Yeah, they do still have a shot, but unlike the Bears, they have not played themselves into a better position. In fact, last week, that loss to the Jets suddenly resurgent New York Jets who have won two in a row here uh, against playoff caliber teams. I mean, where's that been all season? But um, 
that put Cleveland currently on the outside looking in. So they need a win and they need some things to happen. They did uh, get bit by the COVID bug. They lost their top three receivers, but you still figured against the Jets with that running game, they would be able to find a way to win. But it did not happen. And now they've got to go up against their nemesis, the Pittsburgh Steelers, uh, who are 12-2-1 straight up in the last 15 against Cleveland. I thought our best call last week was the Steelers against the Colts. Uh, it certainly didn't feel good early when they were down 17. Uh, you thought, oh, they're going to, the, the ship is sinking, but they found life at just the right time, turned it around. Uh, Roethlisberger to Deontay Johnson paid huge dividends, and the Steelers pulled out their 28 24 win. So, uh, they've got that kind of turned around. Cleveland coming off of a bad loss. I know they need this one. I just don't see how they get to covering a seven-point line on this one. We're going to take Pittsburgh straight up, but certainly the Steelers in the points. Looks like the play here. Okay. Okay. And now to our number third team. Now to our number three team, uh, the New Orleans Saints. They are at Carolina this week to play the Panthers. Uh, New Orleans eleven and four overall this year, eight and seven now against the spread. Panthers uh, five and ten on the year, but nine and six against the spread, pretty good. So the line is set at New Orleans by six and a half on the road. What do you think about that one? Yeah, you know uh, New Orleans has a lot to play for in this one as well. They still got a shot, much like Green Bay, at the number one seed. Uh, in the NFC, but Carolina has been tough all season. Their straight up record doesn't reflect it, but as you said, they're nine and six against the spread, including 2013 win against the football team last weekend that uh, really, really hurt Washington. Uh, Panthers come into this one um, five and one against the spread in their last six against New Orleans. So They have played well against the Saints at home to close out the season. Six looks like too much. We've got Carolina favored by one straight up on this one. So that would be yet another upset call from from the Dunkel Index, uh, but certainly going to take Carolina and the six points at home. All right. Now, moving right along to our number two team, uh, the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, They've won four straight now. They are going to be at Cincinnati, taking on the Bengals. Uh, so the Ravens are 10-5 and five overall this year and 8-6 and six now against the spread. Cincinnati, 4-10-1 overall, 8-6 uh, and six against the spread, though. And the line is set uh, Ravens by 11.5. What do you see there? We're not going to call for the upset here, although Cincinnati is playing better. Two straight wins for the Bengals uh, against Pittsburgh and Houston. So they have not thrown in the towel on the season. Ravens aren't going to be able to take these guys lightly. But much like Chicago, the Ravens were on the brink of elimination just a few weeks ago, have gotten hot at the right time, reeled off four straight wins, and are now back in the playoff picture. Uh, we're going to back the hot team here. Ravens are 9-3 and three against the spread in their last 12 road games. So 
been very comfortable on on the road uh, in a must-win situation against the Bengals, even with a double-digit line on the road. We're going to take the Ravens to cover this one. All right. And that brings us to the last matchup we have uh, for the weekend, Uh, the number one-ranked Kansas City Chiefs. They have the L.A. Chargers coming to town. Uh, Chargers 6-9 and nine overall this year, 7-7 seven and seven against the spread. While the Chiefs are 14-1, and 7-7 uh, seven and seven against the spread. I think they still have something to play for, but um, line is set. Uh, actually, no, probably don't. Line is set Chargers <laughs> at 3.5. So uh, what do you think about that one? Yeah, you did the same thing I did. Um this is the handicapper's nightmare, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Kansas City, clearly the best team in football, but zippy to play for. They locked up the number one seed last week, uh, are going to sit all their starters. So, you know, is it Kansas City's second team? What's the value of that against the Chargers' first team? Uh, Chargers have won three straight to creep up to six and nine. Uh, Justin Herbert uh, has... Uh, now set a record for TD passes by a rookie. Uh, so he's had a really nice season. But they haven't been winning games going away. In fact, the, the three straight wins have all come by three points against the Falcons, Raiders, and Broncos. Um, so that hook stands out on this one, uh, mm-hmm. even against Kansas City's second team. Uh, and the Chargers, just by seeing the Chiefs logo, have to cringe a little bit. They're just two and five and one against the spread in their last eight versus Kansas City. So we're going to back the Chiefs' second team on this one. Uh, can't quite get this one to Chargers uh, covering a three and a half on the road uh, against anybody dressed in a Kansas City uniform. So <laughs> uh, wouldn't advise a play on this one. Uh, I'd stay away. But if you are going to play, stick with the better team, even the second string, Kansas City plus the points. Um, I don't think I've watched the Chargers all year, but if this match had been a couple weeks earlier, seeing Herbert versus Mahomes I think would have been worth a watch. Yeah, I agree. I think that looks like a matchup that's going to be there for years to come, and Herbert has has really looked good down the stretch here. so, yeah, shame we don't get to see that, but Chiefs have earned the week off, uh, and then they've got a bye. So Mahomes is going to be good and rested for the postseason, just what everybody else doesn't need. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, yeah, lots of games, lots of playoff implications to watch um, this weekend. So uh, anything else you want to say before we get going? No, uh, just a ton of picks uh, every day at the dunkelindex.com. College basketball in full swing as well. So come check out our college basketball picks. Uh, We'll be with you through the NFL playoffs. Uh, We've got college football this week. We covered last week um, our semifinal picks going with Bama and Clemson there. But uh, make sure to get all your bowl picks uh, off to a very hot start uh, in the bowl games, uh, which always a little dicey when the bowl games roll around, but uh, the index has been spot on on most of its calls so far. So uh, just 
come to the website. Uh, really appreciate everybody tuning in as always. And uh, yeah, as you said, it's a favorite time of year with basketball and football overlapping. Plenty to talk about. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, be sure to check out these new articles um, we've got on the website as well. Just kind of like the podcast gives a little more in-depth look at uh, at the numbers. So yeah, appreciate everybody for listening and checking out the website. And uh, we'll talk to everybody again uh, in 2021. Absolutely. And Ben, I'll talk to you tonight as we're watching uh, the Hoops games. We'll uh, definitely keep our eye on that Sixer Toronto game, which I see the line dropping uh, down to one and a half now at most sports wow. so uh looks like the raptors is, is is the play there yeah hope you got in early <laughs> yeah exactly exactly all right then thanks all right see ya